Okay, we're beginning now. Letter 14, which focuses on the land of Israel. To arouse the ancient love we have for the land of Israel, that we should generously contribute to the support of the land of Israel, just as God generously focuses on the land of Israel, and we should every year increase our support of the land of Israel, just as God does. That every year on the land of Israel, we have God's supreme holiness, which is a term for the attribute of God's seminal wisdom. And this attribute radiates on the Holy Land, and every year is renewed qualitatively and quantitatively. As the verse says in Deuteronomy, forever are the eyes of the Lord your God on it, on the land of Israel, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. These eyes that we're referring to here allude to the divine attribute of seminal wisdom, the supreme holiness of God, which constantly shines on the land of Israel from the beginning of the year to the end. Now, how do we know that the eyes of God means the seminal wisdom? So, first, let's discuss something else. Why does the verse say that the eyes of the Lord are on Israel from the beginning of the year to the end of the year? The end of one year is the beginning of the next year. So that means that the eyes of God are always on the land of Israel. Why do we say from beginning to end? To understand that, we're going to bring in another verse from Mishli, from Proverbs, where it says, God, by similar wisdom, established the earth. And when we say earth, there are two levels that we mean by earth. We mean the earth above, the higher earth, the higher land, which is the heavenly model of the terrestrial holy land of Israel, which is God's divine attribute of sovereignty of the highest world, the tenth and lowest divine attribute, sovereignty of the highest world, the world of being. This is the land of Israel above. And then, of course, there's a physical counterpart, the land of Israel below. And on the land of Israel above and below, the divine attribute of sovereignty of the world of being and the physical land of Israel as we know it, there's a flow, a radiation from the divine attribute of seminal wisdom, the source of all life, as it says that the seminal wisdom animates those who possess it. That is a verse from Kohelet telling us that from the light of seminal wisdom comes light on all the world, on the holy land above, sovereignty of the land of the world of being, and on the terrestrial component below, the physical land of Israel. And this radiation from the supreme seminal wisdom is renewed annually by a truly new light. Because God and his seminal wisdom are one in an absolute unity. And therefore, there's no limit. There's no end to the quality and greatness of the light and vitality that issues forth from God and his seminal wisdom because this is an infinite light. And therefore, however great is the flow from seminal wisdom, it can always be more because it's from an infinite source. So one can always have more quantitatively and qualitatively than what God gave us in the previous year. And every year there's a new renewed light that has never yet shown in the world from God's seminal wisdom, which is now going to shine on the holy land of Israel above and on the physical component below. 
Now, why is this every year renewed? Because every year on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, the light that is animating all the world withdraws. As if God's desire for creation is withdrawing. And then, when man does the service of Rosh Hashanah, he blows the shofar. He says the prayers. Our prayers and our shofar blowing renew God's desires to give life to the world. And now a new light, a higher light that would never yet shown in all of creation is now coming forth to radiate on the holy land of Israel above and below from the infinity of God's infinite light, which can always be higher and higher and higher. And this, of course, is actually referring to a very Kabbalistic concept that just as on the very first Rosh Hashanah, which was the first day of the sixth day of creation, not the first day of creation as some erroneously believe, but the sixth day of creation, when Adam, when man was created, that's Rosh Hashanah. And one of the things that happened to Adam, Rosh Hashanah, was that he was put to sleep by God. So that a limb, a rib, to be precise, could be removed from him from which Eve would be built. Now, everything that's happening here is really echoing supernal levels above. Adam is a man below, represents God above. And in God above, we have his, the man dimensions, the dimensions of his emotions and speech, the seven lower divine attributes of the world of being, within which is the higher dimensions, God's intellect, so to speak. And it's as if on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, that intellect withdraws. As if God's saying, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. But then, through our service, there's renewed, as if, again, Adam wakes up from his slumber, there's renewed a new intellect, a higher intellect, a higher dimension of the seminal wisdom that once more vests itself in God's sovereignty, in the holy land of Israel above, and in the terrestrial land of Israel below. Every year, Rosh Hashanah. In a sense, this happens every day, because when we pray every morning, this elicits a new intellect of God higher than the intellect that withdrew after the prayers of the previous day, every single day. For the world as a whole, in a cosmic way, this happens every year, the withdrawal on the eve of Rosh Hashanah and the renewal from an even higher, deeper level every Rosh Hashanah. 